This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 23rd of December. All right, Justin, the clothing brand named Ganda mm-hmm. is taking cotton on to court. Oh, no. Yep, Ganda reckons that 20 to 30 of their designs were ripped off by Supre, one of Cotton On's subsidiaries. Ooh. But Cotton On is fighting fire with fire and counterclaiming. <laughs> the retail walls are well and truly on, oh, my no, friend. Oh, man. COVID has finally done it. It has ruined Christmas in Japan. Oh, no. Macca's Japan's been forced to ration chippies due to supply chain bottlenecks caused by the pandemic. Now, they're only going to sell small fries from Christmas Eve. What a disaster, Disaster. Justin. Three uplifting stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Chemist Warehouse has been accused of cooking up inflated price tags in order to boost Black Friday sales. Straight to the naughty list, Chemist Warehouse, B-Man. What is the story? So, Chemist Warehouse is Australia's biggest pharmacy franchise with around 350 stores. It's estimated they make a lazy $5 billion in sales each year. But it ain't all good news back at the Chemist Warehouse ranch, Justin. <laughs> nope. Consumer advocate group Choice reckoned that Chemist Warehouse actually inflated prices on some of their products by up to 38% before Black Friday sales. So customers thought they were getting a bargain, but it wasn't a promotion at all. In fact, it looks like Chemist Warehouse may have been price gouging. So what's the key learning here? Price gouging happens when retailers take advantage of increased demand for a product or service and up their prices accordingly. Now, technically, price gouging, it's not illegal, at least not in Australia, Mm -hmm. but it is considered unethical and a little nasty. Now, Brett, usually price gouging happens during times of distress. Like, I don't know, a global pandemic? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But in this case, Chemist Warehouse has just taken advantage of the increased demand around sales periods like Black Friday. And supposedly, they've increased their prices to increase profits from the sales. There's a big lesson in all of this, Mm B-Man. Sometimes big sales don't necessarily mean that items are less expensive than they were before. Good thinking, Jazzy Boy. research. For our second story, global meal kit company Marley Spoon has gobbled up ready-to-heat meal company Chef Good for a delicious 21 million bucks. Genuinely hungry already, Brett. What is the story? <laughs> so Marley Spoon is the global meal kit giant actually from Berlin Ooh. and they were founded back in 2014. And things were going well, Brett, until they weren't. In fact, Marley Spoon's 2021 was worse than your average. In Marley Spoon's third quarter update, get this, they told investors that they were experiencing a few issues. We're talking staff challenges. We're also talking food cost inflation, which all contributed to lower margins. Next minute, their biggest name investor, Woolies, sold their 10% stake in the company. And get this, from the beginning of this year, Justin, Marley Spoon shares are now down around 70%. But you know what they say, get knocked down and buy another company to get <laughs> up right again. Yep, Marley Spoon now buying Chef Good for 21 million bucks. And they reckon they'll be able to help their strategy to grow organically as well as inorganic. Interesting. So what's the key learning here? When it comes to company growth, there are two ways you can do it. Organically or inorganically. And Juzzy Boy, generally speaking, organic growth is the growth a company gets by increasing sales and introducing new product offerings. It's essentially any growth that can be achieved with the company's own resources. Whereas inorganic growth, on the other hand, it's generally growth that's achieved by buying other businesses. And it's often achieved through a merger or an acquisition. So Marley Spoon's keen to ramp up their current business activity and achieve new growth by buying up other companies like Chef Good. For our third and final story, the shareholders of Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, <laughs> are questioning whether the company is able to oversee public safety on the platform. And so now they're calling for an independent evaluation. The people have spoken, B-Man. What is the story? <laughs> so Meta has been under the pump lately. Yep. They face pressures from regulators and governments over privacy concerns. Not to mention those old reports that came out which said Meta was aware of the mental health impact 
impacts of their platform? And now, a group of Meta's shareholders have submitted a letter to the company's corporate secretary. And Jazzy Boy, what did this letter actually say? Well, it's asking for an independent assessment of Meta's capacity to oversee the risks with regards to public safety. But because of Meta's dual-class share structure, the wheels haven't been put in motion. So what's the key learning here? Dual-class share structures sound complicated, but really, they're just when companies issue two kinds of shares in the same company. And one kind of share is more powerful than the other. You see, dual-class share structures allow holders of the more powerful shares to have more voting control over the company. And that voting control is often disproportionate to the amount of shares they own. For example, one shareholder might have one share worth one vote. And another shareholder might have one share worth 10 or 100 votes. And so why do companies do this? Well, often it means that founding shareholders can retain more control of the company through their voting rights. Case in point, Justin, at Meta, i.e. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg and his closest insiders Mm -hmm. supposedly control 70% of all voting shares. And that means whatever shareholders are voting on, this crew of voters are almost always more likely to win a company vote. Flux family, gentle reminder that tomorrow is our last show of the year. To give us the biggest Christmas present, make sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify so we can smash those ratings. We sincerely love you for it, Flux fam. Thanks for listening and we'll see you for our final day of the year tomorrow. Thank you.